0: Yeah,
1: yeah, it. Hi, my name's Brooke and shit. Brooke and shit. Yeah, keeps keep singing. Brooke sings everything. Yeah. But then when I put her on air to sing stuff, she won't sing it. I don't, no, I don't do that. <laughs> well, no, no. this is caught on tape.
0: What? Stop! Yo,
1: Brooklyn, all, I didn't tell you, but you're on... I was thinking—I was doing my podcast right now. Oh, yeah? And I was like, dude, I want to do a lot of extra stuff because I didn't do a podcast for two weeks just because of what's been going on with work.
0: Yeah, for sure. And,
1: um like, I'm like, yo, I'm just going to fill your asses with podcasts. Today yeah. Of the booty. Hey. And I wanted to talk to people around me. And I know that when me and you speak, one point I really want to get out is— mm-hmm. um what's going on in Mizzou because I feel like a lot of people that listen may not know and especially my audience right um but I wanted to get across because it's something that's really happening if you Mm -hmm. can like run me through first of all the history of that school which is crazy and then first of all Mm -hmm. let me introduce you fuck um Brooklyn (laughs) hey on air I call her social b she's on with our show the after party at nights at real and she's five seven seven six and a half maybe Light brown hair yeah. your shoulders. <laughs> I'm trying to deflect from saying you're white, but she's white. I'm white. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh. <laughs> um, she's a white girl that can twerk, is what we've said on air, but she's way more than that. I think that's just like radio like pickets so that people know what to write like little little characteristic signs yeah for sure but you were telling me about this and how many how many months are you off you've been out of
0: college um for. since may so four or five months something
1: like that and that was in missouri yes and then you moved to la yes and now you're here at the radio station yeah but tell me about mizzou
0: Mizzou is a really interesting place. It's right. I, I love it. You know, I went to school there all four years of undergrad. It's um it's my home. Right. You know, I I met my family there. It's just a really great place to be. But it is um it's a very, very different okay, place on. to be. Oh. You met your family
1: there. You met your family there? What does that mean?
0: My my the best friends that I've ever met in my entire life and that I really don't think I'll ever find again. Right. They're just amazing people, and they all happen to be a different color than I am, which is kind of how all of this started for me and how I became so, like, socially aware. Right. But um, all of my friends are black, and I am a white female. And uh, over these past four years, I've learned a lot about my own privileges and a lot about um, things that I don't deal with in life that right. other people do. And S- I I don't mean to—and I'm going to do this a lot. I'm yeah, sorry. that's fine. That's
1: fine. Um, but sometimes I feel like as— Not not just as the oppressed or Mm -hmm. as the face or the what I can say, like I'm a group of the people that kind of get oppressed. I can look at someone like you and be like, she gets this done and she gets that done. Mm -hmm. Yet you might not even know that that's something that you get that we don't because you don't know what it is to be us. So sometimes I feel we kind of automatically judge as well and mm-hmm. be like, they're this, they're that. But it's like you're just living the life you know. Right. I can't knock you for that. But it's
0: one of those things where like the, the people that I, I do that you know, I love and I met back there, or whatever, there's about five of us, but they they were the first people to teach me about what this, like things that I don't realize every day mm-hmm. and now I do. Now it's it's almost like it's ingrained in my I memory to yeah. question this kind of stuff. What I'm not aware of is usually my downfall and is usually everybody's downfall right. as far as race goes and race relations and I feel like that's where a lot of the time we we don't mes- like match up mm-hmm. in a way because when you don't think about those kind of things you're refusing to forward to better yourself you are refusing to right. actually fix the problem so that's... knowing I mean- more has a
1: course the growth aspect to it yes and
0: it's gonna come with a lot of hard realizations right. when it comes to these issues like your own race or like the struggle of another yeah and what yours could have had to do with it and the biggest thing about being human is that we don't want to actually blame ourselves and we don't want to take fault for anything and they there we have personal biases right that keep us from moving forward and that that's where race relations are today it's not you know we're not segregated no by law no we're not but it's all mental it's mm-hmm. it's all in your head it's all stereotypes and it's on all sides yes on all sides and that that is not putting any blame on anybody of a minority, because honestly, on their part, it is more logical to do that. Mm. Uh, to being white and whiteness, there's a lot. Um, let me see, like figure out how to put this. Whiteness that one of the one of the privileges of being white mm-hmm. is not having to recognize it, and. The, the problems with being a minority and everything and being able to say, you know what, I have these biases against right. white people. You have more of a reason to do that because you are oppressed us thinking, Oh, well, you know, like I don't like Mexicans or I don't like black people. That is you literally just not thinking that is you being mm. absent of thought as a white person. But that is also my opinion. And that that's also a learned opinion. You know, this is the kind of stuff I learned at Mizzou right. and being around these kind of people and being open to it. And that's one of the first things about being white is that you have to be open to outside i guess aggression towards your race now when you did go to mizzou you said that
1: you kind of you met these people and you gravitated more towards the black side of mizzou we'll get to why there's a black side right. but why didn't why don't you think you fit in with the quote-unquote
0: whites um in that school or has it been like all your life <laughs> it's it's really funny because in high school i was never really like um Yeah, I was in a marching band. I didn't really do much or whatever. I never really felt at home where I was. And it was like a majority white culture. And I Mm -hmm. realized very young that I loved hip hop and that I was super into, uh, things that kind of scared me for right. some reason. If something scared me more, I wanted to like dig into yeah, it. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I didn't want to be scared of it anymore. I didn't like being scared of things, which is probably why I freaking moved out to LA for like, you know, the month after I graduated college right. and stuff like that. But, um, hip hop terrified me and I wanted to learn about the black culture and I wanted to be aware and I wanted to, um, make sure that I knew it, as much about it as possible. So like when I got to college, I think that kind of set me up for, um, meeting, you know, the people that I love so much and, um, there, There is about five of them now, uh, you know, people have come in and out, but there are five that I met freshman year in the dorms, and they were the only people in the dorms to have their door open. Everybody else's door was closed, you know, and they happen mm-hmm. to be white people, and um, I found the door where the music was coming from, and I walked in, and it was, you know, about six or seven black people, and it, I was, I turned to them, I was like, hey guys, can I hang out with y'all? <laughs> and I they all look it? at me like, I feel like the, the record scratched a little bit, and they all like turned that's and, that's and looked immediate. at me like, yeah, and I was like, um... Hey, you know, can I what's up? Can I hang out with y'all? And they were like, Yeah. Hey, come on in. And like from that day they were super open, super nice, accommodating and um, you know, obviously that's not just like, oh, black people are all nice, blah, but they were just really great people and there was no denying that. And so like since I fell in love with them and I made it a point to see them every day and be around them and just like their vibes were so... Yeah, you gravitate towards energy. Right. They were so incredible towards me. And Jessica, you know, one of the people that I first met is still my best friend to this day. I talked to her on the phone earlier Mm -hmm. and I miss her like hell. But she's from Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. And she used to grow up... Um, still being called the n-word just walking down the street and you know like it's still in the south it's still a very very big issue right so her just talking to me alone about it and she's sociology and psychology so she's super about it as well and then you know my other friends psychology engineering you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. they're all very educated young people who are very strong in their beliefs and um, just very passionate about being accepted and be, and wanting to live in a better world, and that inspired me. I would say a lot of the times when we
1: feel so passionately and we yeah. feel so even like me with like we can say hip hop, it makes me less. It can make me less embracing mm-hmm. of an outsider coming in. Right. Or like I feel like sometimes in hip hop, like we love it so much and we're so about it that we're not as welcoming to when we see a newer artist that may be another color or may come with like a little theme to them right we'd be like yo what are you doing stay away from here yeah like like there's like there's a there needs to be some earned esteem right um did you ever feel that like you said they're very welcoming but sometimes when they're in this fight mm-hmm. and they're going to school to mm-hmm. really just fight this now. Yeah, right. And become those soldiers and right. they were just still welcoming to you.
0: I feel like they felt that I was the same way. Mm-hmm. And that they, it was just kind of like a welcoming kind of situation. But I guess like going back to your whole loyalty thing, it it, it didn't make things a little bit more um that like I said, there, there was just kind of a push from all directions right. for that those kind of relationships to form. And I think they were at they were like that at first. And I, I hear stuff from them all the time about me being white. You know, like, Oh, well you're white so you don't get this. Oh, oh, I guess you you know, you're oh gotcha. You don't get though. the inside jokes. Yeah, I don't get the mm-hmm. inside jokes. But there there's the I don't know. It's Those are also kind of things that I tried to overcome because I, I felt like I just needed to, you know, it's something I didn't understand yet. And I needed so Again, badly to right. understand it. So I was like, what's going on? What does that mean? Let's watch this movie. What's going on? The, these references? What's what's happening? You no, know, that kind of stuff. So
1: Um we spoke earlier, like, there's literally something, like, Mizzou is very on focus and on spotlight with, yes. too. Can you explain that situation? Yeah. Because um, you're, like, literally, like, as we're in here talking about, like, freaking Young Thug <laughs> and Fetty right? you're also like, yo, this just, like, the the Chancellor, the this, and, like, it's really something you're filled yeah. with in heart and
0: mind. Right. Um, but, but Like I've mentioned earlier, uh, Mizzou, is, Mizzou is very segregated. It's self-segregated. It's not, you know, Mizzou is by yeah, no not, means, mm-hmm. you know, like, trying to say oh you know this is black mizzou this is white mizzou but um there have been like like i said i run on vibes and i feel like a lot of people do Mm -hmm. and i feel like ever since um black students came to mizzou in the 50s the first black student i think it was 53 was finally admitted into mizzou Mm -hmm. um they they felt like they weren't welcome and they never have, and it's very apparent that when you go out there, it's there is a black Mizzou. There, are, you know, the black people hang out with the black people, the mm-hmm. white people hang out with the white people, and there's uh, white fraternities, white sororities, and then there are black fraternities, black sororities, which is a great thing, you know. Like, do you right. do your culture in a black black Greek life is beautiful, but they have black homecoming, white homecoming, so they none of them
1: ever intertwine. They just don't like they're just super separated, like they, the frats they do. and the sororities. Oh
0: well the yeah. The do st- they recognize <laughs> each other? Not ne- no, not necessarily. I, there was a new um, Latin fraternity that popped up. That actually, one of my best friends is a founding father of. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and um, they're Lambda Theta Phi, I believe. But they um, they are the only. Okay, side note:
1: How do fraternities get the little weird number letters names that they get?
0: uh do they the only, just choose like the the only thing i know is that um their chapters are like it's like going down so i like, could be like alpha alpha for the first chapter then alpha beta for the second like stuff like that but i don't know i don't know about like the specific letters so That's then weird. it's alpha beta of yes the yeah it's like the the alpha beta chapter of you know lambda theta phi oh my from God. university of missouri this but they're yeah no they do they have meanings <laughs> is it like he who walks with the sun Sometimes, but it's not. It's not like that because they're they're Greek. They're Greek letters. Uh, Yeah, they're Greek letters. But they. I mean, like all of their. They all have mottos and they all have like things that they live by. I wonder how
1: Greek people feel about America. I've never thought about that. People, but that is so (laughs) real. Like like, in Greece, they
0: have like that is so real. D C chapter or
1: whatever right, like exactly. nothing
0: to do with their culture exactly i don't know i don't think they've ever gotten anybody commenting on that yeah that's crazy i'm an to ask a greek person if you're greek and you're listening or
1: if you eat greek yogurt and you might know the answer please let me know if you eat
0: greek yogurt really yeah, it's okay good. i don't know
1: maybe they might know a little yeah, bit yeah more. yeah to you okay go. it's your podcast man okay so i
0: <laughs> the new latin chapter he's a part of it that's yeah dope. so they're they're the only they're the only um like multicultural fraternity that is a part of i think it's um i i don't even know ifc it might be ifc which is like the white fraternity like organization that puts together all their stuff but then everybody else is like nphc i might be getting this completely wrong but all like multicultural fraternity something like that it has a different organization name okay so So, this one was the
1: first that was accepted by yeah they're they're technically a part yeah they're
0: technically a part a part of Um, you know, where they have like Greek row and all the houses and Mm -hmm. everything that is like, that is white fraternities, black fraternities don't get houses. So but that's mm. that's like a whole different issue that they've always fought. You know, like, oh, well, you know, we're a part of a fraternity, but we don't do it to, you know, we, we still pay dues, but we don't do it to get girls. We don't do all this right. other stuff. You know, we do it for loyalty and brotherhood and well, all this other stuff. Well, where do they stuff. reside? Do they, are they like in apartments or? Yeah, apartments, you know, wherever they can find a house. Sometimes they buy a house together and they'll just all kind of like pay rent and live together and Got stuff. You. But like it's, it's, it is more of a, an experience type thing. Mm-hmm. And I, that's another thing I, I kind of learned that I vibed more towards was it was just and like stepping and everything and like right. the girls will step. There's just all, all all really cohesive it's a good it's a movement you know right. it's like we are the deltas we're the kappas you know we're the, all this other stuff they're they're all it's all a movement and i feel like that's why i kind of gravitate more towards that because it's a concept and mm-hmm. it's 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 really pleasant to me that kind of thing but that's that's like the the biggest thing i noticed at first from Mizzou was like the biggest difference yeah. that they even have separate homecomings which you know they've they've had well why do black people get their own homecoming and they feel like well we're not included where you know you exclude us from all the white you know the the white. Yeah. Um, activities like and everything. Or when you let, it's even, even if they don't say like,
1: like let's say they're not saying you're excluded or you're not invited but right. when you show up we're gonna make you feel like why did I come here exactly like it's the it's exactly that, we've all been there like right. even if you're invited or you show up to a
0: place and someone doesn't want you there you feel that energy of, yes like, and that's what I mean is like I've always felt it and mm-hmm. I I'm probably on the wrong side of things but like it, it is just very it was always very apparent to me just walking around with Jessica walking around with Rob and Cam right. I would get dirty looks you know like it, it was just like the weirdest thing in the world and I would always ask what's going on like I'm just trying to get lunch like what's happening mm. and they would have to explain it to me and like things that I would never think about things that you know like apparently I'd hang out with black men oh that means that she's looking for a black man right. I mean she just wants black dick you know all this other stuff and I'm sitting here like well I'm not I'm single I don't know what's going on yeah. and you know, like and I'm sitting here looking like an idiot because I'm I'm so privileged that I don't have to think about these things all the time and so it was one of those things where I wanted to put myself in a situation where people could find me um, you know, like as a credible source, you know, I didn't want to be the white girl to hang out with the black people. I wanted to be the white girl who knew the fuck what she was talking about, right. who, who knew that, you know, I could have this opinion on these issues and be taken seriously, but not just because like I'm white and I have these feelings and you're hurting me and now I feel guilty because of slavery and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. I wanted to actually be a part of the conversation. So when I realized all these things happening, you know, I had so much love for Rob, Cam, Trey, all these other people. These are the Jessica. people that you met, the five. Yes, yeah. these are my best friends in the entire world. I talk to them every day. But, you know, when I wanted to be a part of their lives. You know, like everybody tries to reach out and be a part of mine and I wanted to be a part of theirs. Mm-hmm. I was more interested in being a part of their life and make, making sure that I would be there forever. That those right. were, Those are were one of the things that I had to learn about them. And had to learn about their experience. You know, a black experience in America is so much different than a white experience. Right. And I think a lot of white people don't think about that. They're like, oh, why are they complaining? Why are they? You know, what's wrong? You know, yeah. like shut up. Just like, go to college. Like you get we a don't scholarship. Li- we literally like, live in the same world or nation, but we don't live the same. Lives no, not at, at all. all. Not at all. And that's one of the th- the things I had to learn the hard way. You know, well, wh- why? Why aren't they accepting me? OK, well, black people have been treated a certain way by you their entire lives. And mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't do anything. They were like, no but your people have. yeah. You the people of your same skin here. color. You know, I was like, well, I'm Polish. I, we came after the war. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. You're like, we didn't have slaves. You know, all this other stuff. It, but that doesn't matter. right? Because there are still things that I was born with because I look a certain way mm-hmm. that I have to acknowledge. And once that acknowledge, acknowledgement starts and I can put it to use right. is when things start to change. And the biggest thing at Mizzou that's happening right now after the, all of these, you know, after this constant segregation that's been going on and after, um, you know, so much negativity and you know white people calling people the n-word just for no reason because they feel like it's okay yeah we were talking about like social media and yeah. like how
1: they will literally go on twitter and instagram or facebook and down talk yeah a black student for sure they and, have like they just be
0: like okay like it's just another day in school yes and they, they have been like that through this whole thing that's been happening um i, I i'll just explain it real fast mm-hmm. um countless um racist just FYI events. when you say that you're gonna
1: like long story short, or let me do this quickly, yeah. or let me do this. It's not gonna take real fast. It will. Yeah. It will. Hold on. What? Hold on.
0: Hold on. That's hopeful. Yeah. But okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> now Um. For the past like <laughs> for the past four months or whatever, there have been um really really negative racist events that have been happening. Are uh, the president of the student like the senior student class was actually called the N word just walking to class by some white guys on a, in a truck. Is he this the president of the whole senior class or yes. is it just the black? No, he like the president, like the MSA president. Okay. They call it MSA. Of the school period. Yes. So, it's so like he the was Barack voted president. Obama
1: right. Of Mizzou.
0: Right. So he's coming. He started to come out on Twitter and Facebook and he was like, yo, what, what is this? You know, I'm the president of MSA and I was called the N-word. So how am I supposed to represent students who don't respect me? How am mm. I supposed to re- represent, you know, a school where it's safe For other people to call me this and for me to feel unsafe, you know, like stuff like that. So that's the first thing that started. And after that, a group of kids were called the N-word by another group of kids around a security guard who did nothing. You know, it was just kind of like, why are we ignoring this? What's happening? So they start getting angrier and angrier. And then all of a sudden there was a swastika written in feces in a dorm, like one of the dorms at Mizzou. And that was almost the final straw for everybody. So finally people started to come together. Yes. So how recent was this? How recent was the maybe a month or two ago? Poop swastika. Yeah. Maybe like a month or two ago. And it's that's insane. for the past for the past month. Does that
1: make national news? or is it That did insane? not.
0: That did not make national news. Not until they started protesting. And that that's one of the biggest problems is this is OK.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: like a swastika written in human feces. Why is this OK? Right. Why are, why are we not covering this? You know, like that. That's insane. But um, so they start to rally. And um, they they're calling it Concerned Student 1950, I think. Um, concerned something 1950. I'm, I should get my facts right. Concerned, concerned student, I think. But hashtag like concerned student 1950 because in the 50s was when they actually let the first black person right. in the school. So um, they, they started to protest. They started doing silent protests. They started to protest, you know, like um, the the school system. So like, oh, we're, we're not going to eat at any of the dining halls, you know, and these are black students. Mm-hmm. And um, finally it got to a point where it gained so much attention. Um, one of what, like a, a friend of mine, his name's Jonathan Butler. He was the guy who said, you know, like, we all knew he was going to change the world someday. He's a dope human being. He really is. But he's a Sigma at Mizzou, part of a black fraternity. And um, he was the one who said, you know what? Our UM president hasn't done anything. And he's the president of all four, all four schools. So KC, um, Columbia, St. Louis, mm-hmm. like and then S&T. Mm-hmm. So he's in charge of all of it. He was like, our president is doing nothing for us. He has not addressed these issues. Nothing is going on. Right, he and silent. He, he stayed silent about the whole thing. Nothing happened. So he said, I am protesting him being in office. I'm going on a hunger strike. So he did not eat for the past, you know, two, about two weeks. And finally, after all of this stuff, after the football, the black football players finally were like, we're protesting, too. We're not going to play a game. Until wow. this president is taken down. And this is all happening at Mizzou. And I'm watching it happen on Twitter and Instagram. And terrible things are being said by the how white is people at Mizzou. this president of the U.N.? Like, if you were to, like, how does he conduct business? Um, I want or... how people have conducted a lot of business regarding race relations is to ignore them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I I personally have never experienced anything negative from the man. You know, right. I, I, I don't really know how he runs things. I had a great time at Mizzou, you know, even though there were still these kind of things, especially with everything happened in Ferguson. Right. And, um, you know, when Trayvon Martin was shot and like all this other stuff, these things have been happening. I was a part of a lot of protests last year that happened, you know, like right. hands up, don't shoot. We took a picture for that kind of stuff. But I don't really know. And, you know, that was never mentioned by the president. You know, these kind of things were never taken taken care of. So, I also
1: have like, you know, you're fresh out like this yeah. is happening.
0: Literally, you said like within the last four months, okay, yes.
1: literally like by a couple months after you did. Mm-hmm. Could you have seen that come in? Like when you were there, like the last yeah. few months that you were and there. And that's,
0: that's why I'm so proud of mm-hmm. the people back at Mizzou. You know, I, I'm not super close to any of them since most of my friends, you know, we all graduated and stuff. Right. Cameron's okay, still back okay. there. But, um, you know, like I'm super proud of coming from a place where people are so strong in their their will to be better. Right. And to want to fix something, because Mizzou, like people are saying, well, why don't you just leave Mizzou? Go, go to, you know, go to the next HBCU, you know, historically black college or university. Just, you know, go somewhere where you feel He's comfortable. Not. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, if you don't love Mizzou, just leave because we love Mizzou. No, we love Mizzou. You know, Mizzou is our home. Mm-hmm. This is where, you know, you don't kick us out. It's the same thing like, oh, well, immigrants go back to where you came right. from. No, I was no, born I would, here. Yeah. This is this is my home. So, you know, Mizzou, we want to fix Mizzou. We want to make it a better place to be. We want to make it a place where we feel safe. Yeah, it's crazy that there's so many just
1: things that happened in the 1950s that are still, like, right oh, now, yeah. big problems. Oh, yeah. But so that's, like, that's what I mean is that's want what to Tim Wolfe did. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He ignored it. When you ignore these problems and you don't actually take a stance on things and you don't, you know, these are your students. Right. This is what you're in charge of. What are you doing if you're not fixing these problems? So Jonathan went on a hunger strike for mm-hmm. two weeks. Yeah. And finally, did anybody join him? Um, no, it was just John. Okay. It was just John. But every, I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's what, you know, we were all worried about and we were all like, yeah, is John okay? You know, like that, it,
1: even that hope or that faith that he can have in himself, yeah. like he has to have a strong mind state
0: himself to stay yeah. in that knowing it's going to just be him. Right. Right. And he, the we're all. I mean, he did what he, we always thought he would do change mm-hmm. the world. And, you know, like other colleges are picking up on this, Ithaca College and Yale and Harvard, and they're all picking up, you know, they're all like questioning their people in power now. Why are these events happening? These little microaggressions of racism. You know, we've brought this to your attention. What's going on? Why hasn't it changed? Other protests have been happening. And finally, you know, we see in Jonathan that it can pay off. We see in him that. Anybody putting in this effort and everything, and, and even if it's, if it's quiet, even if it's a little, it's a small thing, even, you know, whatever you can do to help, mm-hmm. it paid off for him. Because his, his little movement sparked an entire situation, you know, like with the football players. And, of course, you know, the national media, ESPN finally picked it up when the football right. players refused to play. When so that was there. when, right, right, right. and, of course, two days later, he resigned. He and did? this happened, yeah, this happened either yesterday or today, and then right after that, our chancellor resigned. So what about the other side? The
1: side one. that would be non-protesting, mm-hmm. the white Mizzou.
0: They are... Are, are they protesting, like, for, like, why is this guy out of office now? Why are these yeah. guys resigning? Oh, yeah. There have been terrible things that have been said on social media about the whole thing. There have been entire um, articles written about, uh, hey, black people shut up you know mm-hmm. that kind of attitude right, just like right, right what's wrong with you you know like oh if you don't like it get out you know stuff like that and it's been really really abrasive and it's been harsh and i hate that's you know, one of, like i said one of the reasons i've told you this i've told bloody mm-hmm. this earlier like I, I don't feel comfortable around a lot of white people because mm-hmm. i feel like there's an underlying tension and there's like this um I, I never know if I can trust whether or not you are actually open minded enough to accept my friends and my family, mm. and it hurts me to know that, and it right. hurts me to read these things on the internet because it, as soon as I, it happens, I think of Jessica, mm-hmm. and she's five foot three and she's so sweet and I yeah. love her so much, and how could you hate that? You exactly. know, how could you say yeah. that about her? You know, I'm about to cry. No, that, <laughs> no, and that's
1: the thing we like once there's a human. Like you put a face to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because then it just, be, it stops becoming a theoretical thing yeah. or something that someone non-close to you is going through. Right. You see that person that you genuinely care about and you genuinely know does not deserve this. yeah. So it's like, how many more Jessicas are there? You know what yes, I'm saying? of Everyone course. Everyone could be a Jessica.
0: Right. So, and, and to some extent, everybody is. Mm-hmm. Everybody faces things like this every day and it never feels great. Never. And that's one of the things where it's so confusing for white people to understand is we've never dealt with this head on before. Mm-hmm. We've never dealt with these little micro, aggressions these little like right. and race has never been an issue for us we're not hated because we're white we're not you know it's just nobody's ever called us you know cracker maybe right. but who says that right you know like though, we ne- we don't have anything like that if you feel threatened by some by a by somebody of another race it's your fault because nobody there are no stereotypes mm-hmm. against white people that aren't maybe funny we right. don't dance okay I, some people can't dance right that happens that that's that's but good fun but it's nothing that kind of goes beyond the surface. No, it's nothing
1: that hits it's the soul. It's not questioning like, your
0: humanity. Yeah. It's not questioning your intelligence. It's not t- calling you dirty. Yeah. You know, th- those are negative things that make you feel bad. Right. And so, even,
1: even with, like, the situation, like, and, and I spoke about this before when um Trump said, like, Um, go back to your country. Right. Or when um, someone in Trump's camp said something to Jorge Ramos, who is a news anchor in Latin American media, and they told him to go back to his country, and Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm a U.S. citizen. Mm -hmm. The fact that a white person will never feel out of place in places like this, but can make you feel like an outsider. Exactly. you do not belong. I can't say anything that will make a white person feel like they don't belong. Mm -hmm. Like in America. Right. It's crazy, because they're probably the only exception. They can say that to everybody, yet a lot of like they're really not the ones that like were here in the first right, place. Right. So it's crazy. Like, no, exactly.
0: Exactly. It's it's just it's such a confusing situation. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things, you know, I said when we first started talking, like, it's all in your head. If you're open to these kind of changes and these kind of experiences, if you if you love humanity, if you love mm-hmm. people in general, if you love America, anything like that, mm-hmm. it's not even patriotism. It's just if you if you are a human yeah. being who thinks And who moves and who learns and everything? Why are you not open to being better? And why are you not open to bettering your surroundings? And that's what what we're doing with Mizzou. You know, like I would love to be a part of it, but I can't from 2,000 miles away. I can do all I can on social media, I can share and everything, but it really does hurt me inside that I can't be a part of this situation. Like I I would love to see how the campus feels right now, Mm -hmm. because like being, I would love to walk around with Cam and Rob and just to see what everybody did. Are people looking at each other? People talking? How's class? Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that. Has it become more violent? Has it become more tension? Right. It's just really it's a really interesting situation. And for them to do that and put themselves in that position is bravery is pure bravery. Mm-hmm. Because to in order to fight for this, you know, on some Martin Luther King stuff, he was constantly threatened. His life, his mm-hmm. children's life, his wife's life, you know, stuff like that. But he made history. Right. And it changed everything. Everything that we know today that those are steps that he moved forward on, but that was knowing that he was starting some shit, right? And that's the same thing that they're and doing, also accepting the fate, mm-hmm. in the consequences, doing that, right? In knowing, like, if you're gonna fight for this, it could be to mm-hmm. the death, and that, that's what I'm sure they know. And that's like Jonathan Butler going on hunger, hunger strike. Mm-hmm. Oh well, if Tim Wolf lets this go on long enough, hey, I'm gonna die, right? You know, and that's 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 a risk he's willing to take because first of all, he knows that, I mean, like, right? It, it whatever is right is going to win above all. Would it would. Would Jonathan or the people that are
1: protesting have been okay if the president... Well, yeah, was, UM,
0: like the UM system.
1: Um, If he addressed it mm-hmm. rather than step down? Because he would rather
0: step down than address it. Right. was crazy to it me. It is, yeah, that is another... But at this point, he's dug himself a hole. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they even, like, protested him at the homecoming parade. They, like, stand, stood in front of his car so that he couldn't move any further and start, you know, like, they were you know saying, well, what's going on? Why aren't you helping? All this other stuff. But um, that's it's, it's gotten to a point where he he there was too much inaction. And mm-hmm. with any president, you know, like if you've done if there's a scandal and you haven't addressed it, if there is, you know, you make yourself look like an idiot. Right. And that's with anybody. It's all politics. And of course, like being the president, you know, being a paid paid a certain amount of money. And, you know, there have always been questions about also how like the athletics has been handled there, you know, like rape cases that you ignore. Mm-hmm. You know, like you ignore the negativity. Right. And it gets right. to a point where you're like, hey, do that. It's going to put you in a place where you don't want to be. Exactly. So, I mean, they, they know that. And these are intelligent human. Beings. I've never met so many smart and just incredible people than I did at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. This that class, you know. And most of the time, I only know Black Mizzou. So when I when I do say that, I'm referencing Black Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Black Mizzou is just an incredible, incredible power. Right. They have so much strength in themselves and so much love for the people around them. It was it was a family. Mm-hmm. And even though at times I didn't feel like I was welcome, I understood why I wasn't and it's not it's right. not my place to get mad right so there there's just it's stuff like that they they're doing so much and i love them so much for it and it's just something that i hope that i can i can accomplish on my own someday which is one of the reasons why i got into radio i want to see people that have a message to their
1: voice. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times people have voices. Yeah. But what are you saying? Exactly. And it's like, that can be contradictory because you're actually talking, you're saying words. But really, what is the intent behind you and your message? So when you come to me and you talk about this stuff, like, I know it means something to you. And your movement in itself is in the starting points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, the only one that can stop the movement or keep it going is you. I feel like a lot of the times in hip hop and in hip hop radio, Mm because girl, you chose shit yeah you chose hip hop radio come into but a lot yeah. of the times you're gonna keep facing it where it's like it's not it's not as uh comfortable for the listener for mm-hmm. you to talk this way of course or, yeah. or for or for the people around you that mm-hmm. may believe a certain thing about your
0: race mm-hmm. to talk this way right um and people ask me all the time what's your brand what's your brand what's your brand you know who are you what mm-hmm. do you want what do you want to be in my fr- the first I thought that comes I too. yeah the first thought that comes to me is like I'm socially conscious. I'm mm-hmm. socially aware. It's what I'm passionate about. I want to talk about race relations. Mm-hmm. And at first thing, it, oh, no, 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 yeah, no. Stay no. away from that. Can't do that. You know, not on, you know, can't do that on radio. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I'm like, well, that's great. But it's something that I will always be passionate about. Right. And I will find my way to put my two cents in. So, you know, like everybody has a starting point. Now, you're right. Everybody has a voice and there's just certain ways to go about it. So I hope that I can find that. Right. And, you know, be me. And then while while also like, you know, DJ Head always calls me a crime fighter. Like, oh, are you fighting crime today? Like, stuff like yeah. that. And like, like sometimes I do. Right.
1: And the, as it should be. Exactly. I feel like you can get just off complexion alone. You can get a lot of places that a average person fighting this fight, mm-hmm. like your friends, cannot get into. So the yeah. fact that you are not even disguised, but mm-hmm. the fact that you are you, mm-hmm. you can probably speak to certain people that they couldn't. You can probably um where people would automatically just be turned off. To them talking or their presence, Mm -hmm. they'd let you in and you'd find a way to kind of maneuver around that. That's so important. That's so special. I I hope you I know a lot of times there is already like an expectation for you not to care about us enough or Mm -hmm. not to even, of course, just to still be like, yo, I'm I'm still not facing it. Yeah. So the fact that it's like it's a gift to the cause and it's a gift to yourself if this is really what you want to do. Of course
0: that you are. And like I like I try to preach this all the time like it me being where i am and everything like it probably does have everything to do with me being white you know mm-hmm. like it, i i'm also educated you know i i can mm-hmm. you know preach all day about how like oh well i'm smart and you know i've also put the work in i have a resume and, right, like right, well, right. how you know how much of on my resume would i have gotten if i would if i didn't look like this mm-hmm. and, and not even just being white but not being you know a terribly ugly person right. you know it's just simple things that you never think about and that is well, all, all about ignorance so, yes it is i'm just kidding but it, no She's it you're right you're right you're right but it's all it's it's all <laughs> ignorance It's all ignorance, and it's comfortable being ignorant. Sometimes you just feel like you don't want to learn today. You know, sometimes you just don't want to learn. Sometimes you want to be terrible. It requires more
1: effort from you to go beyond and try to understand or learn. Right, and sometimes, like, being
0: ignorant is fun. You know, like, stuff like that. But sometimes you do have to challenge yourself. And I, like, I know, like, being here and not oh, there are some things that I will have to fight. There mm-hmm. like, you know, even my opinion, like I said, I've always wanted to be credible when it comes to race relations and right. it'll be harder for me to say anything about, you know, I, I wrote a pa- a whole paper about black feminism and writing a paper is not like, oh, now I know everything. Right. But you know, that's me taking hours of studying and making sure I understood what was going on and yeah. stuff like this and Jessica, you know, Jessica, Alexis, Felicia, all you know, all my closest friends from back home, seeing what they go through on a daily basis. Black feminism is, is something I'm co- like super confident in mm-hmm. and passionate about. And, I will never be able to just sit here and be all like, oh, well, I'm a black feminist. Right. You know, like th- those are things that I will have to fight. Those are things that I, but those are the kinds of fights that I want to have. Right. Those are the things that I want to actually talk to people about right. and, and it's, prove it's, them wrong. Me being white, I I know now, you know, I don't I don't think I, I always knew this. I felt like there was always, you know, I was always kind of like, oh, well, why can't everybody just get along? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. But once you learn the history mm-hmm. and backstories of all this stuff that happens and everything and you become open-minded towards learning this kind of stuff, your whole outlook on life changes i agree and i'm so happy it did and i try to better myself every day because of it and this whole situation with mizzou has just been so eye-opening and and it pushes me forward
1: you know yeah, that's so and that at the end of the day like and this is like you literally we talk about the beginning you're just growing yes and then this movement in itself is just growing i feel like it's relevant or why we're talking it i always like feel like we're talking about it in the room but sometimes mm-hmm. i'm like how can this get out how can this get out mm-hmm. and here's like here's the way for me to kind of just have that get out. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and oh my gosh this is like, I I appreciate you so much for that. That's awesome. I just hear
1: it, like, and I'm just the type of person that, like, I'm aware of my surroundings so I know when I can flip a situation and be on air and entertaining. Yeah. I know when a part in a song is good to play like, that's like, will shock people. And I know when you speak of these things, it's issues that I feel people, even even if they listen to me for hip-hop or for like whatever. Because you're cute. Exactly, she said it. I always say that. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then now they'll they'll be able to kind of learn on this end, right? So thank you. And p- by the way, it's two o'clock in the morning. That's how you know we're we really don't about sleep it. here. That's how you know we're really bad. <laughs> no, but also, do I, I did want to ask you because yeah. we're in we're in the radio world and we're in the hip hop world. Do you find it now that they're just like okay, are you especially being a white person? Mm-hmm. This past year has or these past couple years have mm-hmm. been a lot of. You're black appropriating. Yes. you yes, like appropriating definitely. culture. Uh-huh. Do you see that in with your own experience, your personal experience? Yes.
0: Yes. Um, I'm asked all the time, why do white people like us so much? Mm-hmm. And you know, oh, it's hard to come up yeah, with answers yeah, yeah. for that kind of stuff. You know, like, and you, you try to break it down and try to be scientific about it, and you know, you know, Oh, well, why do white girls tan? You know, right. Why are you getting a tan? Oh, you want to be black? You want to be black because you mm-hmm. want to tan? You got braids on, girl. The, exactly, mm-hmm. with the whole braiding and everything, and that that is obviously backlash from the past three, four, mm. or five hundred years. And um, it's also something that we can't really blame. You know, right. the white guilt is also a very real thing, right. just as, like, just, you know, German guilt in the Holocaust. Stuff like that is mm. a very, very real thing. So for for me, um, being questioned about that kind of stuff is almost, like, another reason to start a conversation. And, um there's there's always like oh you know well, why do you do this you know like oh why are you working on your butt why do you want a bigger butt because you want to twerk because you want to be black yeah. and, and especially in hip-hop radio why do you want to be in hip-hop radio and you're like uh, do you like black people do you want to date a black man? Why do you want to be here? Yeah, I'm like Your
1: motivations are questions. Yes. Rather
0: than a person that right. could be
1: brown or black that right. gets into it. Right. Like, it's why like, don't you oh, go to the top, 40 yeah, top 40 radio? Top 40
0: is where the money's at. Like, oh, it has nothing to do with that, sir. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's all, it all, like, I'm passionate about what I do and everything, but it is. Um, interesting to want to like look into that kind of stuff. And I think everybody should, even with like Iggy Azalea, mm-hmm. you know, and how people question her, what are you doing here? You know, like, well, why, wild the right. plastic surgery? You know, why are you twerking? Why are you rapping? And that's something she hasn't answered yet. You know, and I feel like that's what a lot of people are waiting for is her to kind of give an explanation like right. and, and be, you know, like I'm sitting here like I I, I love black feminism. You know, I, I can sit here and say that Iggy has never said anything like that. And that's why she's not accepted by the hip hop community. The hip hop community is nothing but real. She's
1: yeah, got you. She's never been open about her personal insights yes, and her, her personal motives. motives. Yep.
0: Yes. And so like hip hop is all about that and all about loyalty and being real and everything. And I think. Why I want to be here so bad is I think that they'll rec- recognize that I am passionate about that, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with like Iggy and hip hop, and I why think she's she not had accepted. A tweet and
1: it was like she was like, "Oh, I'm leaving LA or something." Thank God. Like I was, I'm annoyed of that Mexican accent or something. okay. Yeah, yeah she said that's, that. Yeah,
0: see, that's exactly it. And Where are your motives? Things
1: and then it's like there's no answer to, or or, or then the yeah. answer is very defensive. Mm-hmm. The answer is very like. Well, it's your first fault for taking it wrong, or if mm-hmm. you did this, why are you like, why are you coming at me like this, or let me, I can say what I want, or stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. then it becomes that, and then in turn, your defensiveness. Yes shows what your motivations were that it really was on some negative shit it wasn't because honestly if i say some shit that can sound away, yeah and i'm like that's not really what i meant i'll be like yo this is what like my bad like there's an apology in order or an explanation not like well you should have just it's y'all's like why you you taking that way
0: is that's that's another that's another um Mm -hmm. aspect of white privilege of being defensiveness got you not having to answer for anything that you say and, you know, like, uh, of course, you learn manners. Oh, my God. Like uh, being a human being and you grow up with mothers and everything, you're you're obviously a decent person. Right. But when it comes to these kind of things in race relations, when you get defensive automatically, when people question you and and usually the problem about being white and, be, and race is that you're automatically equivalent being racist to being negative. So white people get so defensive. You might be racist. I, I've recognized that I have racist tendencies, uh, you know, unintentionally, of course. OK, she tweeted. Sorry. No, good. Show.
1: Go on. Is it wrong I feel happy to hear Southern accents again and not Mexican ones? Fuck it. I am. And it's just like... Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's just like... That's crazy. And it's those... It's uh, all of us... Okay. Yeah. It's intention. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Even with the get out of my country. For sure. None of those words are vulgar. None of those words are... Any sort of curse word, but together and the way they're spoken, the intention is to make you feel less than. The intention is to make you feel outcasted and you like you're lesser than me. Yeah. In her tweet, it's like her intention Mm -hmm. is to say something because you wouldn't have even added those things together. Right. Like, it could have been like, yo, I love Southern accents.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. Like there was, no, it yes. was unnecessary. Simple. Very simple. To say those things. Yeah, like the the white people who are coming to about Mizzou, like, oh, I, I love Mizzou. You don't have to add, so black people should leave. You know, like, right. you can say you love Mizzou and not have to say all the extra exactly. stuff because now you're making an attempt at making somebody feel bad mm-hmm. and you know what you're doing, which There's is why you're subliminal. writing articles and yep. why you're putting it on social media. Okay, we, we, you're not slick. You know, mm-hmm. we, we get what you're trying to do. So that's that's just what I mean. It's always been happening. And to go back to like you know like well I, all this cultural appropriation and everything like that. I mean the people they do have a right to be upset. Mm-hmm. You know even with braids and everything. I've asked all the time, can I wear braids? You know like cornrows whatever. And mm-hmm. people tell me no. Okay, I'm not gonna fuck with that because mm-hmm. that's y'all. Right.
1: You're and that's dope. And I that. no, I respect right. the shit
0: out of that. I'm not gonna try to get an afro because why? Well, mm-hmm. I would look stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, why would I do that? But it it is. <laughs> I just pictured you with the afro. <laughs> I'm gonna shut afro up. Afro you on an app or something. I'm shut sure up. Shut <laughs> but no, they have a right because for years they're saying we won't hire you because you have an afro. Right. We won't hire you. You can't you're not like allowed in our school because you have cornrows, you know, like you can't do that. So that is a microaggression. Mm-hmm. That is terrible. There are people in journalism school at Mizzou right now. Black women who will only be able to have a certain kind of hairstyle on TV because in news, you're not allowed to have an Afro because it's too ethnic. Or like this whole Zendaya thing. with? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's still a thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, with cultural appropriation, you know, twerking is fun. I like to twerk. Twerk Mm -hmm. is great. But I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, look at the white, the new dance that white people made up, you know, like yeah, I'm you know... going to take it as own. I right. get you. I get you. Right. So I mean, I'm always going to give credit where credit is due. And I think that's the first step in doing any of this. You want to put cornrows in your hair. That's fine. Be all like, you know what? I did this. If it offends people, I'm sorry. You know, I love the hairstyle. It's been around for years. This is the background of it. You know, like, you know, came from, you know, all this other stuff. Because mm-hmm. that shows that you understand it. Not only do you love it and that you want to, you know, put it on your head. But you understand where it came from right. and why it may not be okay for you to do this. Once you address those things, people will be more open to you about it. I agree.
1: I also see, like, I just, I always seek to understand. Especially before I, like, it's before I critique, I try to understand. Right. Regardless of the situation. I know, like, the like I saw... Was It was Kylie with the, mm-hmm. the cornrows that she had. Right. She herself did not say, like, I did this. Mm-hmm. Like, I created this. It's stuff, like, people put on blogs and magazines. Yes. But who do we go to? We go to this girl right. is this way and how dare she. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who knows? She may know. Like, yes, I know black people started this. I know I wanted to this way and th- mm-hmm. that way. Like, sometimes we kind of can question the people that love us or that try to come into us. But... I also feel like that, like you said, that is in effect to mm-hmm. what happened. Right. But also, I'm more open and I try to understand, like, she's also, like, it is a really cool hairstyle. Yeah. Like, you know? For sure. For sure. So it's like sometimes things that are innocent yeah, by the person mm-hmm. get blown into something crazy and very right. disrespectful. And what the fuck? Kylie didn't start this shit. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, she's probably like... I never
0: said No, I did. yeah, and that's that's another thing is mm. oh I just want to try out a new hairstyle. Right, right, You're like, right. Like why are you getting mad at me? I just wanted to fucking like I, mm. I fucking like braids. Right. Shut up. You know all this other stuff, but it it, it does it does get to a point where like I said, um, black women have a reason to be upset. Right, right. And that is the first thing you need to understand. Like even if you don't want to take your corners mm-hmm. out, you still need to apologize or address the situation. And that that is just bottom bottom line for anybody. Something we're also born with. Is pride?
1: Hell yeah! So to know, like, I have to apologize for this, Hell even yeah. even if you're not like, even if you're not racist mm-hmm. and you're white and you do this, mm-hmm. but just to be told, like, you have to, and you're like, no, I don't have to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. even that, in, and that's in everything because this is America, and yeah, I don't have to do anything exactly. Right. But the fact that I think that's a, a stepping stone in its own. Like, you can you can be, I don't know if it's unracist, but <laughs> you can be someone that isn't racist, yes, yet still have a lot of pride Mm -hmm. where it's like yo like it's very confrontational back
0: and you know what's crazy is i experienced a lot of that Mm -hmm. like uh, any kind of backlash i experienced like from um any kind of like the black community at mizzou i you know walk into a party and get all these looks uh, oh why are they looking at me i'm just trying to be nice Mm -hmm. why why don't they like me shit i'm not doing anything wrong you know i had to take a step back yeah because they don't have white people walking into their parties unless they are they do have a motive Mm -hmm. you know where the weed at you know shit like that right so of course i had to take a step back and be like Humble yourself. Brooke, shut up. Mm-hmm. You know, like just chill out. This is not your place. If right. you want to walk, if you want to step in here, you know the consequences already. So just chill the fuck out. If you need to say sorry to somebody, say sorry. I've had to apologize to Jessica for things that I've said, you know, because I didn't know. Right. And I'm glad she has the patience with me to want to teach me. She loves me enough to want to sit me down and have a conversation with me. Right. So that's that's all it is. It's like if they're open enough with me to want me, to want like me to be a better person, then I would want to be a better person. And to rather them. than themselves judge you to teach you. Yes.
1: Because that takes a whole lot of heart in itself right.
0: too. And they've taught me they've taught me patience with other people as well. You know, like I'll be able to sit down and have a conversation with somebody about this kind of stuff and be open and you know like accepting to any kind of negativity that they bring my way because mm-hmm. it's ignorance and i know that and i can fix it so that I, that's just where i am with that thank you hey. go do more work okay bye bye
1: hold on i forgot to tell you something what have you ever listened to Murs's dark skin white girl no okay you should listen to that song okay it's by Merz because I always give recommendations to listen to. But when I'm talking to you and you're talking, I'm like, dude, she would love Dark Skin White Girl. It's either called Dark Skin White Girl or Light Skin Black Girl. What? No, that's a, the name of the song is either or. So yeah. if it's not one, then it's the other. Okay. Um. But yeah, go Google it. And as you're driving home right now, I will don't Google. think about ghosts because it's now three o'clock in the morning. and. It's the Will devil's hour. Me? It's the devil's hour, bro. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's this not. is when all the aliens and all the ghosts. I promise <sighs> you. And if you don't agree, then you're just not recognizing Latino culture. What? So, un- how did I get? See, how did so- I get tied into that? <laughs> That's what I mean. Okay, bye, bye.